Hi all, it's me Justina from Investigative Selfism and today's topic will be definitely the grimmest and the most serious that I've ever covered. Uh, I'd like to think that I've covered some <laughs> serious topics before but uh, it's not really necessarily the topic but the, the circumstances uh, that not pushed me but um, invited me <laughs> into recording this episode and since the the season this fourth season of investigative selfism is what I have chosen to be all about getting real about things I think right now for so many people including myself one of the very real things is um, admitting that it's very tough to be living through a genocide that could be the whole message. <laughs> that could be the end of the episode, and you know, for me just to say that it's tough. But uh, I have more to say. And the context is that, and this is not a language that I am using as a political commentator, which is my other big project in life, but this is, this is um, the language that genocide scholars, Holocaust scholars, uh, human rights lawyers, uh, are using when they talk about uh, Israel's indiscriminate bombing and targeting of civilians, including children in Gaza. So this is not some sensationalist language I'm using. It is a very unfortunate language that I'm using, but it's also what fits the situation. So without going more into uh, <laughs> the legal definitions of, of genocide, which I do in my other project in The Exploding Head, I just want to mention, you know, what exactly prompted this episode. And hey, if you think it's relevant for you, then in a way, good. But I know that for many people, this is very, very, very relevant. And uh, I feel that I really need to share some things. Uh, by no means I have great answers to what exactly you should do to keep on going but I do have some suggestions and uh, I do have some I do have some things I want to share with you about um, sort of how I'm navigating things and uh, before I do that I do want to say that I think that we can we are allowed because that could be you know one one kind of criticism that people might receive but like we are allowed to talk about that it's difficult to be sort of handling a situation, living through a situation without that difficulty becoming the story. Because the tragedy is not me, maybe, it's not anyone outside of Palestine not doing well. The tragedy is the killing. The tragedy is the bombing. The tragedy is all the atrocities we're seeing. Like, that is the real tragedy. So I'm recording this episode not to sort of minimize the actual atrocities but if anything it's really to create that space and to hold space for everyone who's not doing well and uh, we have to get real about not doing well and we have to i would say even normalize it because what's the what's the use of pushing it down and you know what you're going to push it down to you know some chronic illness in the future let's let's not do that so having said that, uh, a couple of things I want to say. I think one is that for some people, 
it's incredible how much how much of navigation is needed and once again this is not really tragedy the real tragedy is what's happening in gaza right now and the west bank and i know this is not the only thing that's happening in the world i am aware of that but this is also what's affecting me personally and i know a lot of the people who i know both personally and online and just it's a big community so i don't want to go into this um you know what aboutism like there are other things you know there are horrible things that are happening in the world i understand but i allow myself to focus on this because i can actually speak to that so i don't want to pretend you know and, and say and let me cover those other things no this has been my uh, my life's work if i have any kind of life's work it is for me palestine so it is something very dear to my heart and once again it's the personal connection that i will use in a project that is my own project so one thing about that navigation i know that for some it's so much really it's so much it's the atrocities themselves it's the seeing like you know every day on your phone on your screen seeing those atrocities that are very 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 gruesome obviously especially when you see you know what's happening to the children i think it's somehow you know i think it affects you in a different way uh, I, i'll say so the atrocities something to navigate the feeling that you know could i be doing more should i be doing more and the answer is always like yes i guess you could be doing more then another thing to navigate is realizing that some people are fine with this and some people actually support it so people who are openly including people you might know these are they might be the people in your circles who uh suddenly now are expressing ideas that are fascist ideas these are fascist ideas that there's a group of people they're the enemy everyone's the enemy so you know we we can kill them no one's innocent oh children being killed doesn't matter that's the pro- just like this like realism mixed with fascism and people are stating it openly and that is a lot to handle that is a lot to process and i personally i'd like to claim that i don't care i i but i think about it every day like it's on my mind every day now for months so that's something to navigate then there's that silence of some people who you would love to speak out and i think for me and it's really it sucks to admit but that silence like i would remember that silence you know in a way and that's so sad to say it's so sad to say i really i wish i wasn't thinking about these things but that's why so many things to navigate and then and once again they are not even the story right and i think on top of everything and this is not an exhaustive list there's that guilt i know many people are feeling it the guilt of living your life still realizing how how much of a privilege that is you know from oh i'm taking a shower i can take a shower every day and you know people in gaza you know israel has intentionally cut not only water but obviously food electricity fuel so there's no running water right not just at homes but in hospitals for example so every day you know you're reminded of like these are the privileges even the privilege of living living your life right i myself and i and i said that in my previous episodes like i actually went to some concerts that i had bought tickets to 
beforehand. But still, I chose to go to these concerts. Recently, very recently, I actually had a friend's birthday. And on that day, I was just feeling increasingly sadder. I was like, should I not go maybe? Because it's just, I don't know. And then I went and it was so nice, obviously, because I saw my friends and like, we sang together, you know, and it was beautiful. It was a really cool, a very joyful celebration. And then it's like, should I feel guilty? But like, I kind of sort of like, I claim I needed to keep on going. Anyway, so there's a lot to navigate. <laughs> In short, there is a lot of, you know, navigation that's needed. And I know that a lot is happening, not only, you know, in your head, but in your heart as well. So, as I said, my audio, like this, you know, I'm not even recording a video. I'm like, I'm recording this at night and it's just, I just want to, I just want to talk without, <laughs> without the video. And once again, it's my project. And so this audio, once again, it doesn't have really answers, but I wanted to record it, as I said, to more, to do, to hold space more than anything else and to normalize all this not to normalize like everything's fine this is how life is now and the atrocities we're seeing they should be normalized they should not be normalized they should not be normalized but living through this very very dark time that it's tough i think we have to say it and i know that you know in, in that like oh let's get real let's get real about how difficult it is and only you know what's happening on the inside, right? Only, only you know how much you cry every day. Only you know how much you know you do this, and then you once again you continue your life, and only you know what that does to your well-being. And you know it's not a great effect, obviously. So, what I want to say, or or to to remind you today, right, is that okay? We there is a benefit in normalizing that. You know, there's no need to pretend that you know that things are great. It's fine to say that we're living through very difficult times and a lot of mental space and um, whatever processes are happening in your heart that they're needed now to just continue your life. And um, it's tough. So what can we do? In addition to taking political action, and once again, I want to point to my political project, The Exploding Head, where I talk much more about that. But in addition to that, in terms of, you know, mental health and collective action as well, what can we do? I think we have to remember that we have to find ways. And I have to admit that not all of my ways have been healthy. Not all of my ways have been healthy, but we have to find a way, healthier ways, or most of them should be, I like to claim, healthy ways to self-soothe, right? So we normalize that it's, it's, it's tough. And if we have the privilege, and it's a privilege, it's a privilege, it's a privilege to, to have these ways, to, you know, to self-soothe, to, to, you know, we have access to certain things. We should use them, including somehow rest, because without that, we cannot continue to speak out. We cannot continue to, you know, anything. So... I always, and I was talking to a friend recently, and uh, I was talking about this, actually, I was talking about my, not struggle, but some difficulties when I was on a very long, actually, very prolonged um, uh, job search, you know, this year, and I really had to manage my thoughts very well. Mm, I had to use all the tools, you know, that I've learned about, and all the tools that I had in my tool, you know, toolbox, to really keep myself going, and, and um, 
you know, in terms of my, obviously, mental health in general, but like my self-image and just, you know, uh, how I framed the struggles as well, how I framed the difficulty, how I really kept myself going. And uh, I, you know, in, in a conversation, I told that, yeah, I had this one day that's just one of the lower, lowest points really in, in that search. And I just felt like crap, you know, and I was like, damn, I, okay, what I need to do, I need to move. So I need to go for a run. So I went for a run. I ran and then I cried. So I stopped. I was walking. It was like road. No one's there. I was like, I'm just going to cry. I cried a lot. Felt much better because crying is a way to self-soothe, right? Cried, cried, cried. Kind of walked, ran back. Felt much better. And uh, and she said, uh, oh, it's so nice that you you know what your body needs, you know, and like what it wants. Like you're so in tune. I'm like, actually, no. <laughs> this this is just from research that I'm just like, just do what, you know, neuroscience and psychology and like research and human behavior. And, you know, I don't need to reinvent anything. I just need to trust, you know, I just need to trust the science. So in a very now non-poetic, you know, whatever way, this is what I, I want to remind you also. And there's, um, there's a very good book by two authors, I think they're sisters, right? Sisters Nagoski, uh, called Burnout. They were on a podcast, one of, one, of, one of the podcasts by Brene Brown some years ago, and I'm like, ooh, I wanna read the book. I read the book, amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, many frameworks, and uh, they do talk about, in the book, about emotions as tunnels. So we really have to make sure we go through the tunnel, go through the whole emotion, so instead of denying, you know, negating that to ourselves, to be able to leave it. You know, so one thing, and then another thing, very clear in many many types of research, I think, uh, is that stress lives in the body. We cannot intellectualize ourselves out of stress. Like, I was just like, I'm fine. I was like, no. And four things, okay, there might be more, but four main things. Movement, if movement is available to you. Crying, crying is great to self-soothe. Being in community, being with others, talking to others. And then being very present, so maybe engaging some kind of like a craft, you know, something where you really have to be very present, some activity. So these four things, movement, crying, community, crafts maybe. And I know that in this case, it's not how we're feeling. It's not just, oh, it's like one tunnel of one emotion and just like feel completely and you'll be fine. No. I know this, this, what I am talking about today, it is prolonged already. And this is what I'm, I'm saying. We have to normalize that it's very difficult. And if it is a tunnel, the tunnel is very long. This tunnel is very long. But just because it's long, it doesn't mean that now we have to abandon all the practices that, if they are, that are available to us. So... I myself, like when I go on my runs, I don't say, well, I should be maybe doing something else. You know, I was like, no, I need to do this. This is my base. This is my base from which I, you know, operate, whatever. I go, I do sightseeing. I want to spend more time in the nature. You know, we know that nature, being in nature lowers our cortisol levels. Like we, we need that, right? So all, seeing friends, being in community, that's needed, you know? And I know that I think probably the worst thing right now would be or to feel that you are alone 
while in real life there's a community of millions there's a community of millions that are going through the same thing so it's a matter of connecting that community in any way that is available to you and i think we shouldn't feel ashamed if we like spend time doing that because then if we shame ourselves for doing something that we actually need to continue our work then you know what the hell like what is this process so that's what i've been doing uh, how successfully i don't know but i'm very conscious about it and i'm trying to be very very intentional and to share that openly because i think we all need that so thank you for listening <clears throat> i know it became unexpectedly a long episode but i wanted to be a very very open conversation i'm just saying what i feel that i want to say and what needs to be said and maybe in the way it can help <laughs> or once again hold space for some people and if you're thinking i mean if you're listening to the end and you know been listening for a long time so you know if it's been irrelevant to you then uh, you know, you can pause, you can, you know, you don't have to listen to, to what I have to say, obviously. But if you're thinking, but I'm actually fine. And if you're saying that very openly and honestly, then I would say also open, honestly, like, good for you. If you're feeling fine, then like, that's great. But then I want to remind you that not everyone, like maybe some of your friends are not fine. Maybe there are some acquaintances of yours that might not be fine. And if you are acting now from a strong base, I invite you to check on them. So thank you all for listening. I write in my other project now. I'm ending all of my articles in a very cheesy way. Could be seen as cheesy, but that's my style. <laughs> Anyways, I say stay strong, check on others and keep your hearts open. Because I think if you, if you find your heart closing, then that's a casualty in itself. So I hope you keep your heart open. And thank you so much again for listening. <laughs>